Having an idea is the easy part, right? It could be a moment of inspiration, something you've had rolling around in the back of your mind for a decade. But how do you take that winning idea to the next stage? Their idea was born 48 hours before the deadline of a pitch which would shape their future. This week on Beyond the Ordinary, we're doing things a little differently. Across three mini-episodes, you're going to hear from three former winners of Red Bull Basement. Red Bull Basement is a global program that empowers student innovators to challenge the status quo and make positive impacts. Now and for the future. We've calculated that that would be enough to save the amount of drinking water for the population of Greater London. So all the brainstorming, all the, you know, crazy ideas that that Anna and I uh, had, you know, going into it, all kind of happened in the span of two days, right? So we just had two all-nighters in a row. You were preparing for not winning. And then there's this line with your faces and you're not prepared for that. (laughs) The interviews are hosted by Daniel Cronin, entrepreneur and investor who knows a thing or two about pitching. He's even done it while skydiving. What makes a true entrepreneur for you? I think somebody who is really dedicated about uh, their product, their project, their company, what they are doing. If you really wake up middle of the night, you think about the company. The funny thing is right now, it's so high that it doesn't scare me anymore. Oh my goodness. Today's guests know the struggle all too well. Anna Pogosian and Tamirlan Toktebek are the founders of Vacant a company that was born out of the frustration they experienced as students trying to find free desk space. The next voice you'll hear is Daniel Cronin. So hello and welcome to Anna and Termalan. And so good to meet the two of you. Yeah, fantastic to see you. From where are you talking today? We're kind of in the opposite uh, parts of the planet right now. I am speaking to you from Toronto, Canada. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Danielle. Uh, good to meet you. Finally, finally. Yeah. Uh, I'm speaking to you from a uh, beautiful country of Kazakhstan. I'm currently in Almaty. I am visiting my, my family. It's been a long time. That's amazing. And I'm based in Vienna. So wherever you are listening out there, yes, it's a small blue ball. We're all based on it together. And we all have a huge responsibility to make this little blue ball a little better every day. So good to be talking to the two of you. And now I'm curious, if you bump into a random person, being in Kazakhstan, being in Canada, whatever, and people say, so tell us, what is it what you do? What do you tell them? Sure. Uh, I usually say that I am a designer and an artist. You know, being the co-founder of our project Vacant is a newer title for me. So my first response is usually designer um just a curious person i like it how about yourself i think a lot of it uh depends on on the context obviously but uh what i usually what i usually tell people is that like anna said i'm a curious person uh a learner honestly in a lot of cases want to be your friend (laughs) so (laughs) that's that's what i usually go by I'm liking that. Now, I'm, I'm curious, you both mentioned this project, Vacant. W- what is that all about? It's a, it's a good question, uh, Daniel. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, I think, first of all, it's a long story. Uh, it's a journey, right? Uh, vacant is 
our project. It, it, it's our it's our little baby. It's our project that we won the Red Bull Basement Competition in 2018. Uh, and first and foremost, uh, it's a project that I think will help students have better access to learning facilities and organizations better manage their spaces. Mm -hmm. You happy with that, Anna? Yes. No, it's a great answer. I think as Tim mentioned, there is a bit of a story to it. So we're excited to dive into telling you this story because there is a lot of things to say. That's a great build up, right, for me to say as next question. So well, what is the story <laughs> behind Vacant then? <laughs> so Vacant um, is um, a startup that we started together with Tim as pitch proposal when we discovered about Red Bull um, Basement University competition in 2018. Essentially, uh, it is, I guess, our response to some uh, challenges that we faced with finding study spot availability on campus as students ourselves and our, I guess, approach to helping to fix that problem as entrepreneurs and designers. Um, is it, it is essentially a system that allows students to get real-time information on available study spaces across campus uh, based on a series of motion sensitive sensors and other um, technology. So not only that it provides information for the students, um, it also uh, gives an important data points to the university themselves that then can see how their spaces are being used and then with that in mind they're being to redesign uh, the campuses to serve students better. Um, so I guess that's the that's the short uh, short definition. <laughs> so so it kind of started with you. I'm assuming being frustrated not finding a seat somewhere. That's the way I'm kind of envisioning it. You're running around with a bunch yeah. of books saying, "God, I have to get this sorted. I'm not finding a thing." Right. That's exactly right. And 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 then what happened? Because I mean, a million students have had that, and I had that, and we just kind of well moved on. We're like, okay, I'll handle it. And you were like, nope. Got to solve it. So how this project actually came to be, right, uh, is, it's kind of interesting. I think, I think it, it depicts how life happens pretty well. So uh, we actually started working on this idea uh, when we found out about Red Bull Basement, right? So it, it wasn't a project that we'd been working on before discovering the, the competition itself, right? We, we found out about the competition two days before the, the submission closed. Uh, and I got an email from my entrepreneurship professor. Uh, I was in, in business management. And, and he just said, hey, there is this competition. It's hosted by Red Bull. By the way, applications close in two days by. Right? So it was a Thursday and the, and the uh, submissions ended on, on Saturday. Uh, so all the brainstorming, all the, you know, crazy ideas that, that Anna and I uh, had, you know, going into it all kind of happened in the span of two days. Right. So it, it, we just had two all nighters in a row. Oh, and wait, wait. So, so I have to I'm sorry, I have to jump in there. So you were told like in two days, there's this thing from Red Bull. You were like, OK, so you thought for two days and then you won it. What would have happened <laughs> if you had like a week? Would, 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 you, would you solved like world hunger? <laughs> That's it's it, it, it. That's exactly how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. Uh, and the okay. the thing is that I think it's a, it's a good analogy for life. I think life happens like that. <laughs> you know. 
I mean, usually you, you create your first pitch deck and it seems like the brilliant idea. You kind of, you, you're ready to rule the world and then, you know, this is going to be amazing. You kind of get ready to order your dream house already because, hey, yeah, yeah, you're basically a billionaire already with pitch deck one zero. And then you kind of launch it or send it off and quite usually then reality kicks in. Um, how did that go for you? Exactly as you said. Lovely. <laughs> <I think the first, laughs> Good that we're talking. The light bulb, the light bulb, you know, went out when we thought of this great idea, and we thought, oh my god, like how come you know nobody has thought about it before? How come we don't have a system like this implemented? And then we started talking to the university management and the facilities management, and like um, obviously we we've kind of done two two sides to the research one asking students like us like what were their experience like but the other side was talking to the university and like hey guys how are you feeling about this what are you doing I guess the more we were digging into this topic the more we started to expand our vision and seeing what um, you know how do universities try to solve this problem every time they would want to add more study space because they saw that there was a clear problem on campus, they would just try to expand the campus. So they would try to build new buildings, they would try to, you know, um, maybe outsource and then like partner with uh, spaces nearby, where in fact, um, just like Tim's audit was showing, uh, universities already had spaces that they could repurpose and use more efficiently. Now I'm curious, it took you two days to formulate this idea. It took you four days in Berlin to kind of make this a winner. You won. What happened next? And that's when the real work starts. <laughs> what happened next? Where are you now? I mean, I'm assuming you've conquered the world by now at that pace. No, no, it was not like this at all. I think what we haven't really said yet is that while we were doing all of this prep work for Berlin, we, you know, we were students at the time and then we had part-time jobs. So as soon as we realized that this thing uh, that we're doing here with Red Bull is actually, you know, first of all, we enjoy it. It's something that we never thought, you know, could be possible at such a, I guess, young age. And we we were honored to have been selected so we 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 weighed pros and cons and we decided that this time right now we have to focus on this project and on the research towards it and we actually quit our jobs and uh, we you know we made that decision we um we told everybody at universities that you know we are, we are going to represent not only our country but also our our schools so uh, we have to leave for <laughs> for some period of time to to go to Berlin. So I think we have actually we started to understand the cost of this project and what it would take from us um, afterwards, regardless of whether we win or lose. Um, we were very committed to to continue. So the Berlin part was, I would say, maybe like the first. 10 or even 5% of like the rest of the the rest of the development because we knew how much work we needed to do afterwards. Now, now I'd like to jump in. I mean, I mean obviously you had a tremendous pace at the beginning and you made it sound so easy and then you win Berlin. And I think a couple of people listening now are going to go, "Yeah, but why aren't they ruling the world yet?" So what what happened then that you kind of noticed, okay, things might take some time. Um, what's the big challenge you're facing currently? And where are you at right now? 
it was a very interesting progression, I think, uh, emotionally uh, for both of us, because in that in the in the month that we had the, the you know the base uh, and the speed at which we were progressing, it was you know breakneck, right? It was it was insane. And then uh, so we went Berlin, we come back, uh, and we as Anna mentioned, we started to applying for uh, you know business incubators and and started finding out people who can actually help us make this reality. And in that moment, we had a little bit of a reality check. And I think it was a very, very interesting moment uh, for, for all the listeners that, that you know, uh, m- might be interesting in starting their own business. Um, they, they said, uh, they were pretty impressed with, with what we had done in that one month. But they said, you won the competition. That's great. Now let's, you know, let's start from scratch. Let's make it real. I, I find it quite interesting. So basically, you, you f- kind of identified an initial opportunity and now you're kind of trying to take an idea and turn it into a business, which is something a lot of people have to learn along their endeavors that an idea does not equal a business, a sustainable business. And the interesting thing is I think that a lot of people that then kind of give out, give up, fade out. And I was curious to learn because you always refer to it as the project, not the company, but the project from early on. So, so I found that quite intriguing. And at the same time, it's the old question. What's what's the job the customer's paying you to do? You know, the old Clayton Christensen saying they, they have. Now, kind of like one of my final questions is going to be, and then I'll try and summarize everything up and I'll give you an interesting job to do um, while I try and get the summary started, um, is COVID. Now, obviously, COVID is something that's changed everything in the last one and a half years. And I'm curious, is COVID for you I mean, obviously, on a personal level, it's, it's it's a tragedy for every one of us. But I would assume, especially something what you are doing, probably massively influenced by COVID. And a lot of big companies I work with, I see they have open offices, open spaces, everything's great. And suddenly COVID comes along and it's about all about really managing their resources. Who's there? Who can be there? Who shouldn't be there? How long are people there? How many people are there? I mean, it sounds like the right product opportunity in the right time that's my outside guess what's your take on that you know when everybody went working from home um, a lot of companies have kind of rethought their entire structure some people never you know want to go back to to working in an office and they would prefer to keep their employees working from home because it works better you know cost wise or like productivity wise but for those who um, who you know, had to come into the office for some of the essential businesses, for people who actually had to restructure quite um, quite significantly uh, in order to make sure that the office spaces are now, um, you know, safe and allow for social distancing. Just in the market alone, we started to see more and more similar companies to ours that have, uh, you know, progressed and, and, and started to started to accommodate those clients. And maybe as, as, as one of the last questions, um, wh- where are we going with Vacant? What's your gut feeling? People are starting to think uh, a lot about the, the environments that they inhabit, whether, you know, work or life. What we want to do, what I think we ultimately realize is that we can change the way we think about you know, the, the facilities and, and these environments and look beyond just the occupancy, but also treat buildings as 
an environment with needs and with a purpose, right? So what we want to do is to help organizations make the best use of the environments that they have uh, by giving them an understanding of the needs and usage of their spaces and make those environments more accessible for their users ultimately. So I think this is the, the direction where uh, the company and, and both of us are headed. The, the hard part now is to figure out how to do it in a sustainable, in a way that, that makes the most sense. That's, that's where we are, we're at now. I mean, I, I find that quite interesting. The great definition, definition of entrepreneurship is actually taking an idea and turning it into a commercially viable setup. And that's, that's the thing. And so a lot of you out there might have huge ideas Ideas are great, but ideas are nothing without execution, and you have to make them work from a commercial view. And that's that's a huge challenge, and that's where the two of them are at right now. That's a very, very exciting phase to be in, and you have a lot of opportunity, and probably you'll see there's so much opportunity out there, and it's all about then creating the right focus to know where do I go, where do I not go, and obviously with COVID and all these things, there's a lot of different directions you can deviate, a lot of pivoting, as we call it as well. It'll be interesting, it'll be very interesting, and now to come to a closure, um, if there's one sentence you could say, you Tim and you Anna could say to yourselves before joining Basement, one single sentence of advice, what would you give yourselves? Let's start with Tim. I'd say do it. <laughs> yes, this is the right thing. Yes, comma, this is the right thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like that. Anna, what would you tell yourself? Maybe also some advice you'd give yourself you'd love to have known before. A lot of us think that, you know, we're limited to our degrees or maybe our, um, you know, areas of expertise. And uh, I think the great things happen is when you bridge, uh, you know, people with different backgrounds and people with different knowledge um, in order to create um, a positive change. So I would just encourage myself to not be afraid of, um, of pursuing this new and exciting opportunity. I'm liking that. I'm going to give you one last challenge and I'll try and summarize what we talked about. And while I do that, I'll give you the challenge. Now, one is for you, Anna, one is for you, Tim, and you can decide which part you want to do. So the challenge is one of you has to make a prediction where you say, this is certainly going to happen to vacant or you or your space, whatever you feel like. That's a prediction where we'll say in two years time or three years time, ah, you nailed it or you got it wrong. And the other one, one is to make a moonshot, like similar to the way JFK did at the beginning of the 1960s, where he said, at the end of this decade, we'll put someone on the moon, not because it's easy, but because it is hard. So formulate something which is huge in your thinking, which is totally nuts, but you want to put it out there. So we have one prediction, one moonshot. Who wants to take the prediction? Who's taking the moonshot? I'll let Anna decide, but I want to take a moonshot. So, okay, that's easy. <laughs> So you, Tim, have the moonshot. You, Anna, have the prediction. And while two of you have a short think, I'll just try and summarize what we talked about to give you at least a 30-second warning to come up with something. So we kind of talked today about vacant. And, 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 and what I find so interesting about the two of you is about talking about opportunity, that you saw the opportunity and seized it. And opportunity is sometimes hidden behind the wildest of ideas. And you should always be quite certain to discover that opportunity. And it may, with you, it all started with a professor who said, actually, I wouldn't mind having a drink of Red Bull or two or three, forwarded an email, you gripped and seized the opportunity. And although there was so limited time and so many people would say, nah, I wouldn't bother, you did. And that was what makes all the difference. And I find that so intriguing. So you did it. 
um, although all the odds were against you. And the interesting thing is you reflect onto something you knew. So you use domain knowledge to something which a million people before never noticed. Put that domain knowledge into context and gave it a shot and understood there's something big. Put everything on the plate, quit your jobs, went to Berlin, won this whole thing. I know I'm making it sound very, very easy. So yet so many people believe in you only to come to the conclusion that you have an amazing idea but no business yet, which makes it kind of very tricky and very hard and Doing a business is a hard thing to do. But then again, you know, if it were easy, everyone else would be doing it. And right now you're in a tremendous space with a lot of opportunity and your big challenge is to pick the right thing. Because no pressure, you could quite frankly change the world a little bit by making it more efficient, more eco-friendly, and obviously have students who can focus a lot more on homing in their abilities and changing the world themselves. So no pressure, but we do quite frankly believe in you. However... Let's see what your prediction is and what your moonshot is. Let's start with you, Anna, and you'll start with the prediction, if you like. In the next couple of years, uh, Tim and I will probably dedicate our full, uh, you know, full attention and full time for this project because we are starting to see um, the need and the importance to to kind of put our foot down and then um, move on and produce another prototype or another case study that is more tangible and real. So my prediction would be that in the next couple of years, Vacant is becoming our full-time gig. Tim, what's your moonshot? I think that nothing that is has to be the way that it currently is, right? Nothing has to work in a way that it works today. Nothing, right? So every day we define and reinforce certain practices. We do it and, and every day we break them, every day. So my moonshot would be for Bacon to understand how we use our environments so well that we not only help companies improve the existing facilities, but maybe, just maybe, a few years down the road, help people build the perfect environments for work and life and recreation and and everything that that would be my moonshot i think that would be an amazing thing to you know have an understanding of such an important aspect of our life that we can help companies develop the perfect uh, environment for for their employees or their families. Thank you very much. That was Anna and Tim of Vacant. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. That was the third and final episode of our three-part mini-series. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're new to the show, then there are loads more episodes from seasons two and three that you can check out, all packed with amazing stories from people who push themselves beyond the ordinary. (laughs) 